1: Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tavis Amir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Glam Mirror. I'm super excited today because I have someone that I just adore, Jamie Premax Sullivan. Let me tell you a little bit about this lady. She's a publicist, a producer, a writer. She also has a podcast of her own called Coffee Talk, which I love. And you may recognize her from Jersey Bell. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You got it. So what I didn't include in my intro about you is you're basically like a therapist. Like I follow you on Facebook and whenever you kind of put a live stream up, people are gravitated to you for advice. I know people personally who like look at you as inspiration.
0: Um, Well, I really appreciate you saying that because anytime you put yourself out there in your most authentic form, you never really know what the feedback is going to be. You never really know what the reaction is going to be. So it's a little bit nerve wracking to go like, okay, this is who I am. This is who I was. And this is sort of who I want to become. Uh, Most people keep their evolution process private because we make so many mistakes along the way that they want to preserve that. Um, It's not that they're afraid of the growth. They just don't want the ridicule along the way. And
1: I certainly can understand that. And it's a a big thing to put yourself out there because you really are open to criticism. And, you know, people really relate to you. Do you think it's because you're so honest about your mistakes and what you've come through and what you've learned? I think it's because people are in awe of my ability to be fearless
0: with, like, my truth. Yeah. There is something extremely freeing about that. And that scares people but at the same time is very intriguing to them and it can be inspirational
1: you know it can be an inspirational piece well if Jamie did that maybe I can do this you know um, you know you hope you hope yeah you hope I,
0: you know I did a coffee talk um, this week uh, where I said you know I was I was on the floor, uh, broken, and never believed that I would love again until the day I did. And if you are on that floor, let me help you up. Yeah, and fifty thousand people watched it. Wow, right away That's and loved it. And um, and I think the reason it resonated so well with with my fans is because in some part of our life we have been on that floor yeah whether it be in love whether it be in friendship whether it be in with
1: our family uh with ourselves and sometimes you're on that floor multiple times in your life you know um hello raise his hand (laughs) raise his (laughs) hand hand. here raise his hand and cheers So, I, you know, one of the things I read about you, which is so fascinating. Well, first of all, what you talk about and how you speak is sort of the kind of message I want to have. Like when I was given this opportunity to have this platform on CBS, I didn't want to be a mean girl. I wanted to be somebody that when you walk away from the podcast feeling a little bit better. And that's how I feel when I watch you. So, you know, you are an inspiration to me for sure.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that. That's, I mean, anytime anytime another woman tells me that my contribution makes her feel good, it is surreal to me because I was such a mean girl for so long. It's funny
1: because that's one of the fascinating things I've read about you, that you were a bully. You said that you were a bully in high school and you regret that and you think about that a lot.
0: Oh, my gosh. I was a bully for a very long time. And I'm very honest about the fact that hurt people hurt. That's yes, what that's
1: exactly right. Happy, when somebody is angry, they're not angry at you. They're having a battle inside themselves. And you can attest to oh, 100%. that. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I've been on both sides. So I know a better way now. Um, but yes, I was, a, I was a mean girl of like the worst kind. I was the whole, you can't sit with us. Like I really was that girl.
1: What do you think was and, your hurt that caused you to be so mean? Oh, my father dying.
0: No question. I was so angry that he was sick. I was so angry that he died. I was so angry that my mom fell apart. I was so angry that that was my life. I was just angry that I had no outlet. I had no faith. I had no support. I was medicating with drugs. I was medicating with violence. Um, And beating people up and bullying people became medicine for me. It became temporary
1: medicine. Right. And it's really kind of funny because, you know, my father passed away, too. And I totally understand everything you're talking about with your mother. And I took it to a different way like I thought this could really destroy me or I can use this to have more compassion for what people are going through but I think I was a little bit older than you were when it happened to you so I totally understand how if you're a little bit younger in high school or, or whatever it can turn into something really really wicked for you you know How do yeah you... I was 16 yeah it's really young and what was it that made you realize it because you could have gone through your entire life blaming everybody else and you chose not to so what was your turning point
0: Well, I wrote about it. You know, my book comes out this summer. Um, It's called The Southern Education of a Jersey Girl. And I write all about that transition in the book. Um, And so I don't want to give too much away, but I will say that it was a combination of it was a combination of friends, the right surrounding myself with the right kind of friends, Mm -hmm. faith, family, um fellowship is you know, I know I'm pulling F words here, but <laughs> well the right F words. Um, <laughs> the right F words. Food. We'll yeah, throw food, food in there just because why not? Why not? Um but um but you know, I had I was surrounded by the wrong type of friends. Yeah. And when you you are a product of who you surround yourself Absolutely. with. That is the truth. The energy in which you surround yourself becomes the energy that that sort of lights your fire and if you're around people who encourage you to be tough and to fight and they are turned on by that and um they sort of love that you're that girl uh then that is you become a self-fulfilling prophecy and you you want to be that if you are surrounded by women who break those those walls down and want to love you and want you to love them and when you get angry and you get nasty, they go, no, yeah. I'm not going to tolerate that. Right. You will not speak to me that way. I know you love me and you can do better and you will do better or I will not be around you. I was like, whoa,
1: which is actually I have to give you a little bit of credit for that too, because. You also took the criticism and you did something to improve yourself because people can do that. And that's one of the things I really like is you were able to have a self-realization. That's one of the things that in, 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 with your family and with the support, with your friends, there's one extra thing. And that's that self-realization where you have to stop lashing out and blaming other people and start looking at yourself. Um, and that's a big part of what you had to go through. Um, yeah, I mean, self
0: sort of discipline is and and is currently and has been the hardest part because I can justify if you hurt me mm-hmm. as a friend I can justify 5000 ways in my head to hurt you back and which is what most people do it is much harder for me to say I will not hurt you back. I will rise above it. I will let it go. I will believe it says more about you than me. I will pray for you. I will, I will not, I will fall down, but I will get back up without having to drag you down. Um, you know, there's those cliche sayings, those memes that say, when you throw dirt, you lose ground, you know? And I always tell people as a publicist, do not ever destroy your brand. Trying to destroy the brand of someone else.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I always tell people, like, let's talk about a couple of cliché and memes. When you hate someone else, it's like you're drinking the poison expecting them to die. And that's a good good way to look at it, you know? And so... 100%. You chose... That is real. That is real. And I see it. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this is because you were such a, you know, such a difference in what you are today versus what you were before. You're a reformed mean girl. And I want to have your kind of view on how can people get out of these relationships with toxic friendships? And how do you recognize it? And you're the perfect person to talk to about this because you've been on both sides. Um, I would say that
0: if, if you're looking at any one friendship, you know, I say 80 20 is typically my rule. Mm -hmm. 80% of your interaction with that person should be positive. Yes. Nothing can be, nothing can be unicorns and rainbows every day. And so I allow for 20% of misunderstanding or snippiness or PMS or whatever, but 80% should be uplifting. Women should be pouring into each other and uplifting each other and supporting each other and saying, listen, girl, I love you, but your behavior at that dinner the other night was unacceptable. Like, I just do not want to roll with somebody who treats people that way or who belittles people that way or who whatever and you have to own if your first reaction is to get defensive with the person you're friends with you need to analyze that friendship
1: yeah I, agree. And
0: I really had to take a long hard look at a lot of my friendships because most of the people that said anything to me I was getting defensive with and you know why it's because they weren't walking the walk and so if you're surrounded by people who don't walk the walk you certainly don't want to hear them correcting you yeah yeah But the bigger issue is, why are you surrounded by so many people that don't walk the walk? That's the bigger issue. Yeah. I mean, I have a much smaller group of friends now, and um, and I will tell you, they all walk the walk.
1: And when you say walk the walk,
0: yeah, I'm sorry. Well, they just they just they lead with kindness. Yeah. They lead in acceptance. They lead with manners and boundaries, and they love their. You know, look. Um, I always say, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical, but I always say, like, God is never going to send you somebody else's husband. That's not ever <laughs> going to be what happens. I no, okay? will not so do if that. I'm, if I'm hanging out with a girl who's messing with somebody else's husband, that is not fulfilling for me. Right. That is not what I. That's not the circle of life I want to be part of, you know, and you have to be brave enough to say this friendship does not serve me.
1: Yeah. And that can be extremely hard where I want to go. It can be extremely hard. Like I was in a situation where um, I was in a car with a friend of mine and it was just I was getting to the point where I was dreading spending time with her and I just needed my space because when you say 80-20, I 80% of the time was dreading my time with her but I cared about her and I wanted her to do well but I just realized that it's now affecting me and it's but adding That's a myth The myth myth? is
0: that if you end a friendship, that that means you no longer care for the
1: person. That is not the truth. Yeah. That is not the truth. But I look at it like it was a very hard thing for me to do. Like I was on, like I'm on Snapchat. I'm following these friends, like these two makeup artists that are really famous on Snapchat. And they're spending time together. They're laughing. They're traveling. They're on vacations. And I know it seems silly, but it magnified how much I didn't have that with this friendship. And I chose to back away in a very adult way. But sometimes the friends aren't going to react the same way it's a very tough place like do you stay and just put up with it or do you make the adult decision to wish them well and walk away like how do you do that with people in that situation right now
0: I find honesty is absolutely the best policy. It is so hard because nobody likes confrontation. Nobody wants to hurt anyone else's feelings. The worst is when you have that gut, you know, that nauseating, like, oh, my God, I feel so sick that I have to have this conversation. Normally, when it scares you, Mm -hmm. it is exactly what you need to be doing. If it scares you, it's because you know it's right and it's overdue. So.
1: And that's a good um, point. If it is scary, if it's something you know, because I think the reason it scares you and the reason you have that pit in your gut is because you <laughs> know the truth. You're just not admitting right. it yet. So in my in that instance,
0: I think you say, listen, um, I don't want things to be weird. We're grown. Um, but with any relationship, I think we've sort of grown in different directions. Yes. And I love you and I care about you. but." I right now where I am in my life, I need relationships that are going to um, really help me grow. And I need to pour into people, and I need them to pour into me. And I need to surround myself with a certain kind of energy so I can stay focused on who I want to be. Exactly,
1: and, and not and, become an angry or not become worth what they are. Not stoop to that. Per, not stoop. You know, some people are just well, not I in I a good place. I too.
0: I always say also to people, like, if the relationship is making you do things that you wouldn't typically do, exactly. like avoidance, like lying, like biting your tongue, like walking on eggshells, it is you, It is time to go.
1: Yes, walking on eggshells. It is time to go. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam with Dr. Taba Samir. I think that, um, you know, when we talk about this kind of thing, and, you know, it's, it can happen with relationships, and people always talk about relationships, but. I want to talk about friendships because, you know, when you break up with someone, you know how to break up and you walk away and it's done. It's not necessarily the case with friendships. Like, you might see them again, you might be around them again, you're going to have mutual friends. Um, it's a very... And it's even worse when you have children yeah. involved because yeah. I, I went through it and, um,
0: and it's heartbreaking. It's very hard to walk away from a friendship. It really, really is because you're in a community together. You have mutual friends. There are children involved. But it does. But see, that is why when you handle it with, that with when you handle it in a healthy way, mm-hmm. it is. Um, it's usually harder on the people around you because they just don't know how to act. Right. But,
1: um, but sometimes you, know, you can handle it in a very healthy adult manner. What happens if that friend is not handling it the same way you are? And they show their ass. Yeah. Or they start Um, talking badly about you to everyone.
0: But you know what? People see through that.
1: Yeah. You think people see through it. I always say I always say what Susie says about Sally says more about Susie than Sally. So if you're the one talking trash, you're the one people are looking at with the side eye like, huh? 100%. And that is true. And everybody knows it. And everybody knows it.
0: And that's the good news is that's a universal mm-hmm. acceptance is everybody knows that that's the truth. And typically people who are talking crap are doing it because they're hurt. Yeah. That is why they're doing it. Yeah. Hurt people hurt. And I always go back to that. So even in my own instance, you know, I've made plenty of mistakes when friendships have ended and I've, you know, brought it up and I've talked about it and I've rehashed it and I've tried to justify it and I've tried to defend myself. And it was only because I was hurting. Once you get over the hurt, you never talk about it again. I mean, I have friendships that ended a year ago. I I don't, I don't ever bring it up. It's never, it's not even on my radar because it doesn't hurt me. Yeah. It's over. I agree. I agree. Um, and that's when nostalgia kicks in. And how many of us, even in romantic relationships, we break up and it's miserable and I hate him and he's this and he's that. And then two years later, we bump into him and we're like, Jimmy, how are you? Because it doesn't hurt anymore.
1: You know, I agree with you. And, you know, this just to the, to the people listening, there are just going to be some people in your life that always seem angry and continuously look for a conflict. And like you said, you know, the battle that they are fighting isn't you. It's within themselves. Hurt people hurt hurt and that was a realization that you took to kind of heal yourself and I'm really happy about that because a lot of people spend their entire life hurting because they're hurt what tips can you give people to to realize that and get out of it um I always say big
0: picture Mm -hmm. my advice to everyone is big picture Mm -hmm. hover above yourself step outside your immediate situation and and look at the woman that you want to be Create the most, the perfect version of yourself. Who is that. Jamie at her, abs, operating at 100%, at her absolute best? How far away are you from that? What needs to be worked on? Who needs to be let go? Who do we have to walk away from? Who do we need to invite in? What, what can we do spiritually to get closer to a, a sense of peace, faith, Um, It all is part of it. And then I look at, when you look at the big picture and you go, well, I want to be somebody with three really good friends, three best friends, three great women that I can trust. Well, right now I've got nine women in my life and I don't really know, you know, I'm giving everybody little bits and pieces of myself, but nobody really, whatever. You got to make a change. You know, people are so afraid of change, but if you ask most people, if your life was exactly the way it is today five years from now would you be happy they almost all would say no so why are we so afraid to change like if if a friendship is not bringing you closer to your big picture exactly then either put the work in to get it there and if you can't let it go
1: and you can't save everyone if someone else is hurting if someone else is in pain and you're there to help them whatever it is like through a bad relationship maybe a breakup and they turn against you or on you or their anger is is directed at you how do you deal with that as a friend like how do you know when enough Um, is enough
0: Well, I, I have zero, I have like a zero tolerance policy at this point. So, you You know, I will check somebody real quick and go like, whoa, this isn't about me. So what's happening here? And then if they rectify it and they're like, you're right, it really isn't about you. I just, whatever. I mean, my sister and I just went, literally went through this. Granted, she's my sister, but Uh still I have boundaries. Um, she I'll give you a perfect scenario. She went on vacation, she came home from her cruise. We hadn't spoken in a week. And I was closing an issue of Good Grit magazine because I'm the editor-in-chief of of Good Grit and I was in over my head at work and she sent me a text message and she's like, "So you don't even have the decency to like ask me how my trip was. You're so rude." And I'm like, "Is this a joke?" Like, it's Monday. I'm closing a magazine. You were on a cruise. It's not like you had a baby, and I didn't inquire about how my, you know, how a baby was. Right. It was a cruise. Can <laughs> we catch up later? Right. And she was just nasty about it. And I was like, listen, stop right now. Stop right there. Yeah. What is this really about? Right. Because this is not about the fact that it's Monday at 11 o'clock and you've been back for three hours and I haven't reached out to you about your cruise. What is this like really about? Because mm-hmm. um, no, I'm not going to allow people. To, I'm just not going to allow people to do it. I, I'm just not. But so I, you you I've, are I've tough.
1: It. You're tough. You're tough talking. You have no tolerance policy. And that is the best way to do it.
0: Well, it's just because once you start making allowances for it, disrespect it or whatever, you then where does the allowances stop? You know I, I people say I'm too harsh, my husband sometimes says to me, you know babe, you're I mean you're just a little harsh. Um, my mother I cut my mother off for three months, mm-hmm. um, and when we started talking again, I thought I could either be brutally honest with her or or I can find myself doing this to her again in six months, and who does that help? No one. Right. So I was like, you know what, ma, I'm going to give it to you straight. Okay. I am a grown woman and I love you and you're my mother and I respect you, but you will not talk to me that way. You will not emotionally manipulate me to get what you want. You will not guilt me into getting what you want any longer. I
1: am too tired right. and too old right. to be emotionally manipulated. And you like, know what? Sorry. I'm Guess what? What you just said is... Uh, applicable to mothers sisters brothers best friends boyfriends loved ones loved yeah. ones like you will not what emotionally you just manipulate me to get what you want and I'm they sorry and they no. emotionally manipulate you through anger through snappiness through guilt yep. through all yep. negative reinforcement because they want control right. of the situation and right. i think that they want the control because they feel extremely insecure um and that's well, what I My mom's
0: way was like, you know, to say things like, um, my children never call me. Right. Oh. And, oh. you know, <laughs> you know, from now on, I'm not, you know, I'm just going to remove myself from your life and see how, the, and I just, you know, it was always, I would start, you know, see the phone ring and it would be her. And I would think, Oh no, I don't want to answer this. And I told her that I said, mom, it was to the point that I didn't want to answer your phone calls. Like that makes me feel bad. You are my mother. I should not feel that way. Right. And grandma did it to you and you have a chance to break the cycle. Right. It is not realistic. So let me set the expectation now. It is not realistic for me with a full-time job to a television show, a podcast, a movie in production, You're a, busy woman. A, a magazine, and three children under seven to call you every day. Right. Like, I'm sorry, but you play Canasta and work at a bagel shop. Like I love you, but our, we're at very different places in our life. And I can't do it and I think she needed the honesty and she appreciated it and she was like okay well how can we get on a better schedule I was like now you're talking mm-hmm. that is the response you should have had two years ago right. and, and uh, shame on me for not being able to say it but like I'm just uh, it's honestly, hard like I don't have the emotional I don't have the
1: emotional capacity right. to entertain the nonsense you know I just don't and I have to give you kudos for that because a lot of people struggle with that you know being able to call someone out right when they start to disrespect you is very difficult because sometimes it catches you off guard. I know for me sometimes I've been with you know a friend that has said something to me that was a little bit you know just not nice and I just at that moment was so shocked and I thought okay, if it happens again, I'm going to make sure and check her. Um, but uh, it's it's something you have to work on because, like what you just said, if you allow for disrespect, when does it end? You know, right. And I well, and my uh, well,
0: and my. Um... My uh, podcast actually is this week is on that sentiment. Allowing people to disrespect you does not make you polite. So,
1: um, and it doesn't make you a good friend. And what ends up happening is you have all this resentment, and you end up just, you know, it ends up blowing up in other ways.
0: Agreed. So my advice to people out there, if they're listening is simply set boundaries Mm -hmm. and be okay with them, write them down, bring them into your life that way, put them in writing, look at them, read them, own them, and then do not deviate for anybody. Not your mom, not your husband, not your wife, not your sister, not your best friend. Like absolutely not cross the board. You wouldn't let somebody come up and smack you in the face. Why would you let anybody like, you know, it just, no, negative. Zero. And also, I I
1: do want to say that, you know, with this whole thing, if you're in a relationship for a really long time, whether it's a boyfriend, a husband, a best friend, and they have been continually kind of you've kind of allowed those boundaries to move further and further away from your comfort zone. And then you suddenly stand your ground. You may meet some resistance on the other end. No. Like, who do you think you are? Uh, telling me I can't talk to you that way. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: People don't want you to stop them from from manipulating you mm-hmm. M- people who manipulate that's a self-serving behavior it's like a dog licking a wound you know mm-hmm. um it, it it hurts them but it also provides a certain level of comfort they need to keep disrespecting you it's it's like it, it, it's it's what feeds them it's what it allows empowers them to them. keep going it's they don't bizarre. want them they don't they definitely do not want you to set boundaries believe no. me yeah that will not sit well with them
1: no. And and that's one of the things I found personally. Like I you know what, I'm a tough woman, I have but I don't I don't fight stupid small battles. So sometimes when somebody says something stupid to me, I'm like, Okay, whatever, they're an idiot, I'm gonna let it go But then if it gets to a point where they're really getting ridiculous, then I dig my heels in and be like, listen, you know, I'm a grown woman, you are not allowed to speak to me that way under any circumstance. And it's been met with resistance. Like, And, and sometimes I have to make this decision. Is this friendship worth it? Because 80% of the time, I'm miserable. And 20% of the time, we're laughing. And I decide in that moment, Do you walk away? Do you stay? If you've tried the communication, you walk away because you've tried the communication, right? You've tried to tell them, set the boundaries. And this happens to a lot of people that I know. What do you do? Do you kind of continue, you know, you walk away? Do you say something? Do you say I'm walking away or do you just gradually distance yourself? Like what's the best thing to do after that?
0: Um, I mean, I walk away, but I'm just at that place in my life.
1: I do, too. But, you know, like, with a boyfriend, you say, it's over, I'm done, and you'd have to worry about it again. With a friend, do you just tell them, it's done, I can't do this anymore, I need my space? What do you do? What would you suggest? Say that one more time? Like, if you wanted to do this with a friend, would you just say, I'm done with this friendship, I need my space, I wish you well? How do you actually walk away? With- no.
0: You need to let them know why you're leaving. Gotcha. This does not work for me anymore. Okay. Because you talk to me, you think you, for some reason I have allowed you to think that you can speak to me a certain way. Yeah. I've communicated to you now that it no longer works, and yet you continue to speak to me that way, which means you do not want the best for me. And you know and why that this, is cool.
1: And you know why this is tough? Because they're cues to you of being disrespectful are nonverbal cues. It's never been a discussion. Hey, friend, hey, whatever, loved one, I'm going to disrespect you now. But your talk to them is a verbal thing. Like, listen, you've been disrespecting me um, and I can't tolerate it anymore, which is why it makes it so tough. Because what they did to you is insidious and maybe slowly it gets worse and you suddenly realize, oh my God, this has gone too far. And then it's on you to say, okay, enough. And that can be really tough for people. Don't you think?
0: Um yeah, I think it's always uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, co- confrontation and goodbyes are never comfortable, but um but it has to be done. I mean, you get one shot. If you want to surround yourself with people that disrespect you even on a moderately you yeah. know, even on a oh, oh, one t- I, I mean, I just don't I just don't surround myself with those people anymore. Yeah. So um, and I, and the, the other thing is I'm not doing it to people anymore. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. So if you're not putting that energy out and someone's bringing it into your space, protect your peace at all costs. I agree. Protect just, your peace. Um, yeah. Protect your peace at all costs. And, I, and, and, I, and I, I, I think that's a great place for us to sort of wrap that up protect your peace. If, somebody is, if, if there is someone in your life who is, who is uh, threatening your peace and the way you want to live your life, you absolutely have the right. I am giving you the permission to say goodbye.
1: Do you think because you were a former mean girl that you can recognize this behavior faster with other people and shut it down quicker? Um, I think I'm more honest about it. Yeah. That's
0: all. I yeah. don't know that. I think people recognize when they're being disrespected. They yeah. just make allotments for it. They yeah. somehow go, maybe I, maybe I deserved it. Maybe they're having a bad day. We make excuses well, for she the was behavior. Or just
1: kidding. You yeah, know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Like it's all She's, in jest
0: and yeah. I'm, I just, you know, I just, um, react to it quicker than most people do. Um, but I hope that people listening really understand that it is okay more than okay for you to take charge of the, of your peace and, and to protect it at all costs. You don't need anybody's permission to say goodbye. Um, and I think that's a lot of times as women, we need to hear from everybody around us that like the relationship, it's run its course and it's time to go and it's okay. And it's okay. And it's okay. You don't need that from anyone. If somebody is not pouring into you, if they're not uplifting you, if they're not bringing you closer to the woman you want to be, say goodbye.
1: And, Jamie, I appreciate all your advice so much. I think you have a lot of pearls for people to listen to, and I think that this podcast was full of them. And I'm looking forward to your podcast, Coffee Talk. It's fantastic, fabulous, and you're just amazing. And thank you for your time today. Thank you so much
0: for having me. I adore you, and I look forward to seeing you when I come to New York. I
1: would love that. Bye, Um, city. All right. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.